Hello, everybody. Happy summer. Thank you for tuning into the Simple Biz 360 podcast. My name is Jeff Mason. I'm your host. There's our hashtag right there. Hashtag 3BTI5M. That's where you can find us on most of our platforms uh, and social media. So we are on now Rumble TV in addition to uh, IGTV, Gab TV, and YouTube, and then on 28 listening platforms. So so today, I'm going to just let you know up front, we're going to be a little longer than five minutes. Maybe not much but we aren't going to fit in at the snug five minutes. And we really don't have a traditional three tips, but we're going to ask a series of questions as we look at the two sides of the experience economy coin. So again, what's this experience economy? We hear the title of, oh, we need customer experience managers, which are really checkout personnel, you know, and clerks at retail stores. But that's what they're calling it now, right? Well, this whole idea of creating an experience for the customer is really where this is coming from. And so the economy is really this experience economy because many times now customers are judging and evaluating and they're they're looking at their transaction and they're not really as focused on the goods and services, the meat and potatoes of the transaction as they are the way the meat and potatoes was served to them. The experience of going and, and buying that meat and potatoes, whether it's a, an object, it's an appliance, whether it's a meal, whether it's a car, whether it's a home or whatever it is, or you're at the grocery store. It's what is this experience like for me? And that's where we're in this, you know, we're in the middle of these metrics now. So we're going we're gonna to take a look today at little business behaviors that are projecting true intent. So I really just want to challenge the ownership of companies, the leadership of companies. Again, bouncing off uh, episode 193 we did the week prior, kind of think about it as you're, if you're an executive. How can you get more in touch with the ground level of what you're doing? And so let me give you a couple of ground level um, questions to ponder. Then I want to give you the other side of this experience coin. And honestly, if I, if I had this simple biz Experience Economy Achievement Award, I would give it out to the following two people I'm going to tell you about at the end of the show because the experience was just wonderful and I, I want to share it with you. So we all have experiences in our own career and our own lives. And, and so, you know, again, you can bend your brain and think about a lot of these on your own, but let's take a look at, you know, just a couple questions. Where is the smile? Okay. Restaurants, banks, Um, doctor's offices, where is that smile from that person that's customer-facing? It's that first encounter we have with your company, with your office, and we are met with no smile. What's that saying? What's that little business behavior saying to that person walking into the bank? Well, I can tell you, you know, I I thought it was kind of, um, it's been kind of rude in many banks that I've uh, gone to that just uh, never say hello. And I, I think you've heard the episodes before, if you've ever watched the show for a long period of time, is why does half the country, instead of saying, hello, Jeff, they say, hey, well, we're in this very casual um, business, you know, lane right now where people just say, you know what, I'm not having a good day. I don't want to smile. And I, I mean, I get it to a degree, but if you're customer facing, you're walking in a restaurant, hello, thank you for coming in tonight. How can we help you? How many do you have tonight? You know, did you have reservations with a smile, right? Uh, I mean, uh, you know, we have to be conscientious. Of that. So what are we, little business behavior of not smiling, what is that? What is the true intent 
message there for the customer? Are they about to get bad service? Are they about to have an ugly experience? Well, hopefully not. Um, where is the eye-to-eye contact, right? I mean, someone comes in your restaurant, you've got a hostess or host out there. That's got to be one of the training guidelines is, you know, you've got to establish eye-to-eye contact with that person. If you're a waiter or waitress or you're, you're a, you know, you're on a plane and you're a flight attendant, You've got to make eye contact with people to to make them feel like they're having a good experience, right? It, it just it it connects the business with the customer. And so, if you're not smiling, if you're not engaging in eye to eye contact, you know it's an ugly start. I, I was shopping for banks. I think you've heard me tell the story. Tell the story if you've been watching for a while. But I was shopping for banks, business, two business bank accounts, and I I picked out my my optimum bank. And I walked in and I was made to feel like I was an intrusion. Listen to me, bankers. I don't care what bank you're with. You got to wake up to this. You've got dozens and dozens of people walking in that door every day. And they're being made feel like they're an intrusion for walking through that door. So I sit down with this young lady and I'm trying to uh, look at ways to open bank accounts. She never made eye contact with me, asked me what I wanted told her what I wanted. She left me with a pair, you know, gave me some some information in a folder and sent me on my way, never smiling, never making eye contact with me. I want nothing to do with that bank, never went back. Say la vie, right? It's over. I'm not going to do anything with these people, and I didn't. So again, restaurants, uh, managers, teammates in, in, within companies, customer service departments, when you're on the phone with people, you've got to be smiling when you're on the phone. Right. I mean, I have to be smiling when I'm doing the podcast. I don't always remember, but I have to be right. So uh, and and again, why are we addressing people as, hey, if you're a financial advisor and you're calling potential customers who are going to fork over a half million dollar portfolio, million and a half dollar portfolio for Pete's sake, let's get their name. You know, Mr. Mason. Hello, Jeff. Jeff, what's your wife's name? Oh, when they come in next time, say, how's Monica? And uh, your daughters, Marissa and Amanda, doing? You know, don't. I mean, this hey, it, it has to end. It, the the casualness of you know being in high school or being in college. Once you get into business, you've got to start addressing these people by their name, and especially portfolio managers, financial advisors. I can't tell you how important that is. And if you're not doing that, you're missing the boat, and you're not carrying a portfolio that you could be carrying just by addressing people by their name. Why is the name so important? Dale Carnegie tells us. It is the sweetest sound to anyone's ear when you call them by name. So just think about that. Uh, You know, if you're a loan officer, a salesperson, an insurance agent, just, you know, make an effort to find out their names. It does help. Um, Why can I hear you typing for three or four minutes when I'm at the front desk and I have a customer complaint? Happened to me a couple weeks ago, right? I had, and I'll I'll be honest with you, I paid over $200 a night for a hotel room and I had a shower that was clogged. It was clogged. And it was, you know, I I don't, that's a gross experience in the morning paying 200 bucks a night for a hotel and I got a shower. I'm I'm, I'm picking up all this dirty crap on my feet during the shower. Okay, so, you know, I didn't bellyache or call anybody to come up. I finished my shower, did what I had to do. I went down to the front desk and I said, hey, is there any way I could get a discount for last night? I mean, I, it, you know, for the amount of money I'm paying, it was kind of, uh, it wasn't a pleasant, pleasant experience this morning having to shower with all this stuff up to my ankles. 
Um, oh, I'll see if the uh, you're gonna have to deal with the uh, hotel manager. I'll see if she can help you. Okay. So they went in, said, you know, you could hear the, you know, the hotel manager, and then you know this young lady comes out. She helps the customer, the next customer in line, and then the next customer. Now three or four minutes have passed. I'm hearing the hotel manager still typing in the room. I'm not important enough to stop typing. And then this young lady says, um, yes, can I help you uh, behind this young man? He, he's waiting on the hotel manager. I said, excuse me, time out. Is there any way you could get the hotel manager? Am I not as important? Is my issue not important enough to get her off the keyboard and to come out and talk to me? I don't really want you to start servicing the person behind me. I would like somebody to service me now. I got to be on my way. And I don't feel like just standing here. And I said it very politely. Well, of course, you could tell she came out and she was just hell-bent on making sure that she was telegraphing to me that she was not happy that I had uh, abrupt, you know, I had, you know, basically interrupted her, whatever she was doing in there. And, and my situation was definitely not important enough for her to come out. So this was a situation where this person sent the message to me, dude, I come first, you come second. 200 bucks, that's the going rate. You know, crap up to your ankles in the bathtub and the shower in the morning. Sorry, dude, that's just an expectation you're going to have to get used to. That's kind of the message I'm getting, and I know that the 99 owners of this hotel, which there are, they're 99 owners, I know that they don't want that message being sent on a daily basis. So, again, what kind of message are we sending when we don't respond and when we blatantly disregard somebody who's got some type of a customer issue, right? And then lastly, before I get to the two great examples, you know, why do, does, do, my, do I and another young lady have to wait in a coffee shop line for five minutes while seven, count them, seven employees behind the counter never make eye contact with us, never address us, go about their business doing, you know, driving window and filling up the syrups and cleaning up this and talking about the shift interchange and talking about the date last night or whatever was going on. But everything was way too important for someone to stop and say, hello, we'll be right with you or just give us a couple minutes or we'll be right there. We were invisible. And they didn't make the eye contact with us on purpose because they wanted to make sure that they had a, a you know a wiggle room to say oh you know we were so busy we didn't see or whatever, but you know it was garbage. Excuse me, um, we've been here for four or five minutes now, and there's seven of you. Could could somebody just break free and help us? You know we got to be on our way. I mean seriously, eight thirty in the morning. I'm a paying customer for this coffee shop. I'm paying five fifty for a cup of coffee. I gotta, I gotta endure this. No, I don't have to endure this, and I won't. I'll go to other coffee shops. So again, why are we waiting for five minutes when there's seven of you behind the counter? The messages are, hey, we're more concerned with us than we are with you, and that's what you're sending, whether you know it or not. That's the little business message that's being sent to that customer waiting. So now I want to tell you about the delightful sides, and I really mean this. I experienced, I'm going to call them out by name, Stillwater, Minnesota, this past Christmas season of uh, late 2022. Uh, it was uh, right around Christmas. It was a little bit before. And I walked into the Dock Cafe, and the first thing the young man said to me when I walked in was, oh, hello, sir, how are you tonight? Uh, where, hey, uh, we've got a lot of options here. Where would you prefer to sit tonight? Bingo. 
that is so great because there are and hardly any restaurant asks it. And I know why, because you got to be concerned about, you know, equity and giving out the right amount of table. You know, uh, this table comes in, that waitress gets it. This table comes in, that waiter gets it. I get it. I, I do. But uh, but I don't. Because, you know, you're, it's it's seven at night. There's plenty of open seats. I would really want to sit next to the St. Croix River, look out at the river, look at all the Christmas lights. There's nobody sitting at these three booths, and I want the one that's not right next to the ladies talking and having a great time. I'd kind of like to be a little bit away. So the young man asked me what I want, and I said, oh, this is great. So, you know, uh, first things first, you know, check on the scorecard. Awesome. So he was pleasant, super helpful. Very engaging, told me all about the menu, and I order something that's basically a uh, staple in their, um, you know, in, in their offerings. And um, it, it it wasn't good. I won't go into it all, but it was just unpleasurable eating. It wasn't was not good. And he said, you look troubled. And I said, yeah, I don't know. This isn't going down right. Something I don't just am I off base here or is, um, or is this the way it is? What? Because you know what? Um, looks a little off center uh doesn't look like it usually does you know what we'll make whatever you want two seconds later the the manager comes over oh we're so sorry sir uh, i you know i'm gonna take a look at this maybe the you know we'll talk to the chef maybe there's something wrong with this food before he cooked it and i'm i, I apologize what else could we get you you know don't worry and they actually gave me you know my meal on the house i don't mean to you know um but i, but I have to tell you the truth they they said you know what you just you know, we feel bad about it, so we want to give you this meal. And, you know, I, the overall experience and all the other conversations we had and the attentiveness and the care I got, I, I said, you know what, I'd love to have you guys on my podcast. I think your level of customer service just off the charts. I said, you know what, yeah, let's do it. And I haven't scheduled it yet, which I will, but I want to make sure I call them out. The Doc Cafe in Stillwater, Minnesota. If you're ever there during this summer, you want a great burger, you want a great place to eat, uh, right on the St. Croix River, you will not be disappointed, I assure you. And then the uh, the other company I just want to mention is, I think this is one of the best stories I've been part of in my buying career as a homeowner. Um, we had to get new windows. So about two years ago, we went out. It was a big job, right? We got to get 20 windows. You're talking, you know, five-figure job, well into five figures. And who do we pick for the windows? So we get some bids and we pick this company and I'm going to tell you it's Home Comfort Interiors in St. Peter's, Missouri. We picked Home Comfort Interiors. A husband and wife run the company. Their son's involved in the company. And uh, so we gave them the job. And then after we gave them the job, they came, they said, you know what, Mr. Mason, can we come by and just measure a second time just to make sure we've got everything airtight? Oh my gosh. Can you come back? You know, you want me to fix you some, uh, you know, eggs and bacon? I mean, I'm like, Yes. This is great, you know, to avoid mistakes. I love it. Come on in. So they did. They came in. They measured. They did everything wonderfully. And then um, they came to, when it came to installation day, you know, they, we scheduled it out. They bought the windows. Everything came in. Maybe a couple of weeks late. They got, him, got us on the phone and let us know what was happening. So we were well aware that, you know, that, and this was right around, uh, this is 2021. So, you know, it was right after COVID, the supply chain issues everybody's been going through. So, you know, um, hey, no, not a problem. So we finally get the windows, start getting installed in late May, right before Memorial Day. So a team of four people come out on Monday morning and they work for a half day together, making sure everything's set up right and they're getting the windows in. And then they say, hey, listen, two of us are going to peel off and these other two gentlemen are going to handle the rest of the installation, two young guys. 
and you're in good hands. They'll do a great job. Now, what happened the next three and a half days is absolutely amazing. First of all, they showed up every day on time, just like they said. Second thing is they were super polite. Third thing is they took down all of our blinds, and when they were done, they put all of our blinds back. And that's a pain in the you know rear for, for us, my wife and I. I mean, we didn't look forward to it. Not a problem, Mr. and Ms. Mason. We'll take care of it. They did every window with excellence. When they left, they cleaned up by, you know, you know, they cleaned up behind um, themselves and made sure that everything was in order. When those two young men left three and a half days later, so now this is a four-day project, I will tell you, you would never, ever in a million years know that I just got 20, 22 windows installed in my house. For the last four days, you couldn't see any evidence of it. They did such a wonderful job. Two years later, I'm talking to you right now uh, in you know June. This is taping in late June of 2023. Those windows have been golden that have kept us warm in the winter, easy to open. Everything works right. We had one warranty issue. They came in lickety split and took care of it. And I will tell you that that experience they left us with was absolutely stellar. Anyone in St. Charles County looking for windows, uh, home comfort interiors in St. Peter's, you just tell them Jeff Mason sent you, and I mean, I'm telling you, these guys were golden. So those are the two sides of the experience coin where they called us by name, they looked us in the eye, they didn't have to be pestered to clean up, they did everything independent of us asking they were professionals through and through, polite, good at what they did, and they created an overall wonderful experience for us. And guess what? They're guests in our house doing it. And that's that's a big, tall order when you have people coming in your home and you know, kind of invading your home, if you will, to do something. And for these guys to do it the way they did it, oh, uh, you, you, you will not be disappointed. I'm sure anyone in St. Charles County. So those are the two great stories. So, you know, I I always want to look at, you know, or try to look at and find some bright spots. But again, bouncing off episode 193, executives, leadership, teams, managers out there. If you're looking, you're trying to understand how your companies could improve. You're trying to understand what your companies are doing wrong, what they're doing slightly off center, what's agitating customers. You've got to get down to the ground level. Be the customer. Be the worker, be the unpacker, be the shipper, understand what's going on, be the person that should be smiling. Are your people smiling? Are they making eye contact? What are the little business behavior that are going on? And then what are the messages those bad business behaviors are sending or what are the good ones? So what's the intent? Because guess what? We can kind of, as buyers, as consumers, we kind of get the drift on what the intent is. Uh-oh, honey, I think we're about to walk into a bad experience here. And we know it's coming half the time, and it, and, it, and it doesn't disappoint. The bad experience rolls right over us, and that meal or that purchase or whatever it was is just lousy. So don't deliver that. You want repeat and referral business, right? You want to keep being in business year after year. Start looking at those little business behaviors and make sure that what you're doing on the little small business behavior end is sending the right message because the true intent is very transparent to your customers. 
So today we are going to uh, we're going to end with uh, I don't know Van Halen. I love them. '86. They had Sammy Hagar in the vocal helm there on guitar. And why can't this be love? Why can't we have this love affair with our customers? Show it to them with a smile. Show it to them with eye-to-eye contact. Show it to them with graciousness. Call them by name. Clean up after yourselves. Do the little things right. And send the right messages, right? And you know what? In the end, we could probably all sit around and sing. Why can't this be love, right? So thank you so much for tuning in. And we will see you in 168 hours.